Yep. Oh, yeah. This was, uh, did you, I, all right, a little bit of trivia. Unlike the vast majority of SETI Bimco films, this thing got a fucking theatrical release. Wow. Can yeah. you imagine John, going John to said see it this? PG 13. That's like, yeah. also, it's for, it's apparently it's the only Howling movie that is PG 13. And the fact that this fucking thing was PG 13 is bananas to me. Yeah. We had a scene of a woman giving birth to like a dog puppet. It's SETI Bimco Part 2, The Revenge. The show where we create revenge sequels that nobody wanted. This time, we're getting personal. Send us your credit card numbers. All right, it's SETI Bimco Part 2, The Revenge. The show that daydreams about revenge sequels that were never made. And before we do anything else, we pick a wild card question. Because we're going right. to find out who from this movie would do something odd. I'm picking it. You can hear me. It's not a fixed contest. It's number nine, which means the person from this movie is most likely to visit Mars in the sequel. Oh, geez. That could be anybody. (laughs) I don't know. Well, let's see if we're up for the challenge. We'll all choose a random person to visit Mars. And I would like to say... Yes. That a few weeks ago, both John and Kevin Cablasto with their revenge stories, they were like, they were very touching. And they're like, living your life well is the best revenge. That's I right. I did that. Oh, did you do it? I don't, you know what? I don't remember. But I we just all did to, it. We just all yeah. lived well. Yeah. I would like to say yes. I believe that is, that's the best revenge. That is the best revenge. This, exactly. This show is just taking a look at pop culture because most of our pop culture is built about or built built around revenge. All these <laughs> fucking Marvel movies and Jedi's. <laughs> right. Uh, wait, Tim. Why? Dirty, why is such dirty a... Harry. Dirty Harry. Oh, well, I love that you went from Marvel movies <laughs> and Star Wars to Dirty Harry. It's um, all revenge. It makes money. Yeah. Why this heartfelt thing? Did Tim? Did you exact a blood revenge on somebody today? No, I just I thought of that. I was I was I woke up at two a.m. and I heard, I heard I thought of those stories. I just thought I just want people to know we're not advocating revenge. Hmm. That's all. That's all. It's a nice sentiment, but I am. Oh, you I'm, like revenge? I'm alarmed by your bringing it up this way. <laughs> and I know John likes quizzes. I I made a quiz for John before we go anywhere. Ooh. Okay, let's see. John Uh-oh. is not on Instagram, but here's what happens on Instagram, John. When Instagram is not showing me monkeys uh, masturbating on car windows and all this stuff it shows me, once in a while, hmm. an ad from 1981 comes up. Uh-huh. I saw an ad for Solid Gold's top songs of 1981. And, and they go through they go through all the people that are going to be on the show that week. Can you name even like two of them that nobody remembers? <laughs> Uh, let's see here. 1981. Okay. I will tell you there's one, there's one band we all know of for oddly enough, the Rolling Stones are on the show, but some people, (laughs) um, Olivia Newton, John. Oh my Uh, God. Yes. Um, okay. (laughs) Um, um, 1981. Let me think. Kim Carnes. Oh yes. Uh, I forgot about her. um, George, George doesn't even know that name. No, she sang Betty Davis Eyes, right? The number one song of 1981, mm. in fact. Wow. Yeah. Yes. I know that song. I know yeah. a cover of it, but yeah. Oh, I didn't know there. Well, actually, her version was actually a cover. 
Jackie DeShannon, you know, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. She wrote, she wrote the song and she recorded it on an album in the late seventies. And it's a totally, it's a totally different, it's almost got like kind of like a reggae feel to it. Well, you did pretty and good. She actually has Betty Davis's eyes, right? She plucked them from Betty Davis's corpse. <laughs> she did, and yeah, it was yeah. like after that last stroke, Betty Betty <laughs> Davis wasn't missing him. The boss was on the show, John uh, Rick Springfield, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Our former <laughs> studio, hey, former just... studio mate Mike Cavallaro just punched the wall in a fit of rage. <laughs> oh come on! We had a studio mate. He he loves. Like many people love uh, the boss. Joey Scarberry was on there. Do you remember what he wrote? Uh, the theme knows. to the greatest American hero. Wow, Believe it or not. He was on. Weird. Wait. Synchronicity. Walking. <laughs> I heard that song today coming out of Why? a car walking through the streets of Brooklyn. <sighs> Why? My girlfriend and I walk, were walking over to get bagels at Greenberg's Bagels on Bedford Avenue. And that song comes out, and I keep doing the exact same thing John's doing. Cause the only lyric I know is "Believe it or not," and I'm pretty sure my girlfriend was going to break up with me because she's like, just yes. "Shut up, just shut up, just shut up." But some guy in the car is playing it. Maybe John. Usually, you're, you're no, finding it people. I. It was not I. You usually find people in the street, which is not funny. But like, you found like three people. They were almost dying in the street. That you had to call the ambulance. Like, um, <laughs> that, that has happened multiple times. Wow. Listen, listening that to the theme. <laughs> They're yeah, on the street, that's on what the sidewalk, dying, listening to the theme to the greatest American hero. Well, they're listening to Sadie Bimco, and they're like, oh, this, this story Tim's telling. Savage diss on Tim. And I do want to show you guys one thing. I meant to show you this Uh-oh. for three weeks. Well, my, Tim just took his pants down, everybody. My neighbor. <laughs> my neighbor's had, Ooh, I my neighbor's a, had a party. Check that out. What? No? I'm sorry. Yeah. Is that a boil or a carbuncle? That a carbuncle. That's, that's the actual... That's my I actual love the way you carbuncle into a sentence. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Tim. I'm, I'm yeah. interrupting you. <laughs> carbuncle. Uh, my neighbors had a get-together with food. Uh-huh. They have a seven-year-old daughter. Uh-huh. And she, uh-huh. using popsicle sticks, she must have learned this at school, she made me into a superhero. But, and I'm, I'm going to describe this to our viewers, let's see. I have hair like Beaker from the Muppets. Yeah, I was going to say, you look I like Beaker. <laughs> I have a white you cape like Beaker. the KK. I'm in the KKK, and no, I have a, a sparkly. Yeah, does she, I guess. Does she, but I, does she think? Does she think she lives in the same building as Beaker? <laughs> Maybe. If does I that spark, make a sparkly? When, when you go out walking, soul, do you leave? Do you walk out of the building going? Maybe that's why she. Maybe that's why she thinks it. Well, I accept that's pretty it. cute, Tim. Yeah, yeah. It was a fun party. <laughs> but did anything happen with you guys before we, before uh, well, I talked? I told my you. big story. I heard, believe it or not, coming out of a car in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of much the high point of my week. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just. Uh, were, you, were you? And you, yeah. Oh, no, I just I went up to Toronto. I went up to Toronto for a few days to see some friends. Oh, nice. Went uh, The Sabres were playing the Maple Leafs. The Sabres lost. Sabres aren't going to make the playoffs, I fear. And then um, mm. I did an open mic night with my stand-up. I haven't done that in a long time, and it went pretty what? well. Yeah. Oh, my God. Nice. I just did an open mic night when I was up there. And then – Did you – yeah. Huh? Did you mention Seti Bimco? Did you give us a plug? I did not. 
because well, show's over, everybody. I did, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if because um, you know I don't speak the language. I'm, I'm starting to learn the language, but I didn't know if I didn't know <laughs> how to translate Seti Bimco into Canadian. But um, well, that's fun. Um, yeah, and then of course came back here. We were pretty lucky with the snow. Um, I got back yeah. here early Tuesday because it was like, you know, it's going to be coming. It's going to be mixed precipitation. And really nothing happened with us. It was all kind of east of Syracuse. But like after 6 o'clock Tuesday night, we got like eight inches. Like it came late and it came furious. Ooh. And so yeah. I spent all day yesterday shuttling out. You know, Tim's been to my mom's house. The two, two driveways. Yeah, yeah. And my mother has this big metal roof. It's actually two roofs. Yeah. It's a really big house. Yeah. But when the sun, yes. when the sun starts hitting the roof, all like the snow starts coming out. It's like an avalanche. So like every right. so often I hear whoosh, boom. And I have to go out right. back out and dig out the front steps and the sidewalk again. So yeah, I'm doing a lot of mm-hmm. ibuprofen today. You're, you're bearing the lead though. You did some stand up. Are you, are you a nervous person? Did you like not eat all day and you had to, with an upset stomach to go up there? I've heard people that are, no, um, I mean, I used to get really, really, I mean, I always get, whenever I go on stage, no matter what I do, I, I, I have the butterflies in my stomach. And from yeah. what I understand, the day you stop having the butterflies in your stomach is the day you should stop doing it. No, there's always Wait, kind you, of, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I just no. want to stole some of my jokes. Did you go up and say, no, I did my not steal wet, any of your jokes. Not, no, I did not, not from urine. I, yeah, I did not a, from blood. I did, I, I did a lot of farts and elevator jokes. Yes, I did, Tim. I did. Okay. I did a lot. They went over. Yeah, <laughs> eh, eh, they went over okay. Did you win an award for saying? <clears throat> you went up on stage. You're like, so who do you think would fart in an elevator? So who do you think would fart in an elevator? <laughs> I think the answer is Hitler. Uh. Who, who would fart in an elevator? Justin Trudeau, Anne Murray, or Gordon Lightfoot? <laughs> I'm lost. They're just I think they're probably all Canadians. Yeah, they're, they're the yeah. first three Canadians that came to mind. I knew the first one. Quick, everybody name the first three Canadians they could think of. Oh, so go Wayne Gretzky, Wolverine, oh, and... Um, uh, Sasquatch. Any member of uh, Second City Television, like there's John Candy. There you go. Uh, man, I forget their names. John Catherine Candy. O'Hara. Wait, 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 wait. Catherine O'Hara. Can I stop this? Can you stop this? No. Apparently, it's going you on. Are. No, so I'm going to stop this because it's, it's like a nightmare. I have to stop this because wait, I just realized we're paying all this lip service to freaking Canada, but we should be paying service to fucking Australia. That's well, right. But, sorry, but we did Let's do an Australian film this week. Exactly. So, so this is our all Australian episode of Seti Bimco. That's right. Okay. In honor of the fact that we are having explosive numbers yeah. in Australia. People are tuning in. They're liking what they're hearing. They want to hear more. Mm-hmm. So in honor of that, we did – well, the movie – I don't know if you noticed. This movie has several different titles. Yes. The version we watched actually said the marsupials howling yes. three. Howling but sometimes three. it's called howling three the marsupials. Yeah. 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 Yep. But yeah. it's uh it's kind of a werewolf film and it's uh yeah. Yeah. That's a segue. Yeah. This was my movie, my choice. Uh so um I'm going to try to steer us through this plot, That's but okay. I'm going to need you all to step in cuz I took you talk. Visual aid 
This is five fucking pages of notes. Oh. I can't read most of these notes now. No and worry. um I don't know where this plot went because this movie was wide range. It, it was very, very short scenes. And I don't know about you all, but when I watched it, like as soon as there was an action scene, it would cut to a commercial. Like right in the middle uh, of like the real yeah. life action. Right. All of a sudden, you know, my son yeah, loves the what the mouse thing. What's that ABC mouse thing? Anyway, I was like, really? Yeah. This is, you're going to do an ad now? <laughs> So a little background. All right. So this is, I guess, the third the third movie in the Howling series of werewolves. Apparently, there's at least six of these films. Right. Um, oh, my God. And I guess there's – I never kind of picked up on this, but there's kind of like a weird sex motif in all of them. Is that a thing? I remember. I saw I've the only first ever one seen ago. the first one before this. Yeah. I think and, they were uh, having so this sex is the fir- when they changed into werewolves in the first one. Yeah, I think it's like a sexual parable. And this is yeah. the first one – last one to get a theatrical release, which insane to me this was in theaters. But also the only <laughs> one in the entire series to have a PG-13 movie, mm-hmm. which is also shocking because I wouldn't have – I would have assumed this was not. But um, yeah, so a uh, little background. It opens up with like a shot of the, the last surviving thylacine, AKA Tasmanian tiger or Tasmanian wolf, a marsupial right. animal that was a, a, a predator, a naturally evolved marsupial predator of Australia. Um, they're pretty, they look like dogs. They're really cute. They had the ability to open their mouths over 90 degrees, which yeah. is pretty intense. Was that yeah. a real which is, film? Or, or, or yeah, a, that's or a, a real speech. famous footage. You know what? I, what? Because I was going to be nice and not get high tonight. I got high while I watched it. And I'm like, that looks like my dog. And I'm still thinking it looks like my dog. It does. This looks so scary. In case you were wondering what the. (laughs) Wait a second here. On our next hiatus, could we remake Howling 3 the Marsupials and use Soul? Let's do it. We'll We'll just change the setting from the Australian outback to Brooklyn. But wow, that was real film because there was no CG yeah. in nineteen. I was then I'm no, like, that's, that's no, that's like CG. you can see that footage. It's it's from this. Uh, I think it's in uh, it's in St. Queensland or something. It's like this last surviving thylacine was in a zoo, yeah. and like there's a couple differences of dogs. It opens its mouth up really wide repeatedly, mm. and its back legs, like the four digit, is like a little bit. I mean, the last digit's a little bit longer or shorter, but like they look just like dogs. It's yeah. convergent evolution. Super cool. I love them. Uh, I've always been super curious to see this movie. And then from there, after this footage of this thylacine, we cut to like the fucking weirdest footage of a bunch of like Australian Aborigines just kind of smiling as they're like standing around the dead body of like the fakest looking werewolf I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Yeah. And at this point, what was that? And I, I texted Tim at this part. I'm like, I'm only like 10 minutes in and this is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and I just, I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like I kind of jumped the gun, but I'm also kind of like, it was fun. It was. I did like this movie. I did too. It was campy. And I'm gonna, yeah, so yeah. It was campy. And it was, there was parts that I was trying to explain this to my girlfriend. I'm like, I'm like, so this was definitely a terrible movie and it was all over the place, <laughs> even with the movie of its quality. But there were some parts I'm like, that's pretty good. Yeah, but, but then it's also yeah. bewildering. You know what I like about movies like this? It's a bad movie, and all the people involved, the actors, they know it's a bad movie. Like they're all in on the joke. Yeah. Is yeah. my is my sense of, I mean, and I love movies like this. 
especially the man, because we soon meet a man who's obviously supposed to be Alfred Hitchcock. And you could tell he was just having a fun oh, time yeah, that, pretending to be Alfred Hitchcock. Well, I'm getting ahead guy, of you. Sorry. Well, yeah. So, I mean, boy. So let me see if I can read my own handwriting here. So we see this weird bit of this footage and it, and then it tur- it cuts to this guy named Beckmeyer. And yes. I guess he's our main character. So it's a little hard to decide. <laughs> And Beckmeyer is this British guy who is like, I guess he's like a proto Mulder from the X-Files. Right. He just talks about weird stuff. He keeps mentioning UFOs and things. And he's like, this is, this footage is, you know, something my grandfather created, like created in the outback of Australia before he went disappearing. The mask is so realistic. We don't know how it was made because they're assuming the werewolf being killed is a mat. And like, it's, it's not so realistic. Well, it it's, seems like all the governments of the world know about werewolves. That's what the basic plot is. Like they're like, yeah. oh, There's I forgot. Werewolves. There's an opening sequence too, yeah. where like, oh, because it goes actually. Oh, you're right. I totally forgot a whole scene. Reagan's in it immediately after we see this black and white footage of the Aborigines, the Australian Aborigines killing this werewolf. We cut to like a dude in Siberia, I guess, in modern day, That's right. and he runs to a door and screams, ah. And dies, I guess. And then we cut to like nothing to do with anything. But then we cut (laughs) to these two dudes in America and they're like, we just intercepted another thing about a werewolf killing in the Soviet Union. I think that was supposed to be Reagan and like an agent. Right, John? That was supposed to be Reagan. Uh, It was 83. What? The actor was acting like Reagan, looked like Reagan as best as they could do. Oh, okay, yeah, because the the right, yes, but everyone's just so you know there is a character in this <laughs> movie who is the U.S. president. They do a cute bit. I thought yeah. the bit when we see he's talking to Beckmeyer or no, yeah, Beckmeyer and the president. The president's hanging out just in a robe for some reason, which is kind of creepy. And there's like this low <laughs> camera filming them, and they just turn to the camera, look at it, and they're like, "How long is that going to be filming us?" Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you're the president. Everything films you." I'm like, "Oh, okay. I see this movie. I see what you're doing." Um, I don't know because they even really they even talk to the pope. The pope is like, "You got to take care of these werewolves." I'm like, "What? The pope is in on this?" Do you yeah, notice that was... they, they talk the pope a lot? Yeah, we didn't see the pope though, right? No, no. But no. Man, he seems to be um, involved. So, I don't know, Beckmeyer gets sent by the president to check out somehow. Okay, I'm going to lose, I'm definitely going to lose the thread here. It's pretty okay. Soon. We go to Australia and there's a village of, of wild yeah, people. Yeah, why does he go to Australia when there's a report of a vamp, a yeah, werewolf being killed that, in the Soviet Union? That didn't make sense. And oh, then, oh, oh, the, because there's a ballerina from the Soviet Union that, that defected to Australia. And I think they know yeah. she's a werewolf, they suspect. Well, that's the part I understand. So this is what's weird. Beckmeyer, one of his colleagues, go and they're watching a ballet in the Sydney Opera House. And there's this woman who spends the entire movie making the most insane faces. Yes. She's a ballerina named Olga. And she just on stage starts turning into a werewolf and like kills her partner. Because but everybody's super surprised because, well, do we do we know why at this point yet? Yeah, flashing lights. Oh, okay, I, I wasn't I think sure that was established. Ahead, we've, we established. I forget too, but I think we established that with the young girl who went to a party. Right, they went to the right. Oh my god! Party. I I totally yeah. forgot to mention the character. What's her name? Jabua. 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 Yeah. Oh, Jabua. Jabua that's it. Jabua. Yeah. So at the same time, then there's. Oh my gosh, folks, we're not going to be able to. Well, there's a village. This there's a village of werewolves. There's a village in the in outback, the outback <laughs> led by a guy named Philo. Remember thylacine? That's your big clue. And they just kind of – he's the most Australian-looking man who's ever lived. But he looks like, like, he like looks Paul like he's Meany from Star Trek. 
He, he like did, him. actually. He looked like he was in the background of a Mad Max movie. And they're like hanging out these human skulls. And there's a woman whose sweater is just all holes. Right. And Jaboa is there. And she's this very attractive young woman. And I guess she's maybe our main character in addition to Beckmeyer. <laughs> and she leaves home and somebody there's they play this as a joke somebody asked her why did you why didn't you like home when she's on a bus leaving yeah like there's just some priest and she goes my stepfather tried to rape me and he's a werewolf and he's like okay then and he rolls his eyes it's like oh well (laughs) nutty woman takes a bus she goes to i i couldn't understand most of her dialogue she had this accent and she's living in a park in in sydney Mm -hmm. Muggers come up to her. She says something. I don't know. They run away. She growls. Yeah, she grows Then the this American dude just sees her. He pulls up in a sports car and he chases her like she's running around yeah. barefoot. He's like, let me get you shoes. Yeah. And he makes her become an actor. Yeah. I wanted she's very to beautiful, yell, though. He, Did you find yourself yelling when he pulls the car in? When he parks the car, I wanted to yell to him, your steering wheel's on the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it? I didn't, I didn't notice that. I was looking at his nice car. Right hand, right hand drive, like in the UK. Yeah, I know. They were crossing the opera house. Nice opera yes. house. Yes. Yep. You know this opera house? So I think everybody knows the Sydney Opera House, Tim. It's, yeah. It's like, it's the shorthand. You show like a kangaroo and the Sydney Opera House and like, ah, oh, you're not Yeah. It's like um, every, every movie made in Paris has a view of the Eiffel Tower. Every, every window, every, every window in Washington, D.C. has a view of the Capitol. Yeah, it's just yep. like a a trope, a cliche. I, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. I was going to make a lot of hairy jokes, but you know what happened? What? I, I typed in, I was like, I typed in hairy celebrities to Google. You know what comes uh-huh. up? All women. Me. No, all women. Mm. It's just like Miley Cyrus. Look, she didn't shave her underarms. This other celebrity. Look, there's hair on her belly button. Honest guy. It was uh-huh. every... Every that's woman. a fetish. You, I know. I did. I didn't type in fetish. I just said hairy celebrities. But that's who's looking it up. Yeah, Jeffrey Jones was the only guy that came up because he he uh, taught several teenage boys to shave him. So, but I didn't want to make any hairy jokes. I don't know if that's a joke. Jeffrey Jones. You know who Jeffrey Jones? We is? know. Yes, we know. Uh, He's the principal he got, from. He got, yeah. he got arrested. He got arrested. Yep. And he's, arrested yeah, he's a molester. He's anyway. a molester. But Nothing like a little molesty humor. I didn't make right. any Harry jokes. Let's move on. Speaking of Harry, though, Jaboa, we'll get back to that. Very oh, yeah. Harry. But um, <laughs> uh, so the American guy, like, I don't know. He was just he was kind of a nothing actor. He's very pretty. Yeah. Beautiful blue eyes. Danny Martin. Uh, oh, Tim. Danny Tim Martin. Did the the Doc Martin Danny family. Martin. Yep. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He created the Doc Martin shoes. Danny Martin. Let's go. On. Again, folks at home, I don't know if Tim is lying or not. John he takes Jab- yeah, I know. I know it's a joke. Okay. <laughs> he he chases Jaboa down through the park. Uh, she asks him, weird, this was a joke I didn't get. Maybe one of you can explain it to me. Does it snow in the Sydney Opera House? Yeah, because when she when they when we first see her in the village of Flo, she has yeah. a snow globe with the Sydney Opera House in it. Oh, I missed it. Wow. That. I missed it. John, you were paying attention in this movie. John was into this movie. Wow. I mean, this was, I mean, honestly, like I said, this was, this got a theatrical release. This puts it ahead of 90% of the movies you watch in this show. Oh, the city. This isn't of, no. Yeah. Sorry. This, this was good. Um, the city so of then Fl- he takes her to, yeah, go. The city I'm of I'm sorry. I got to, I got to try not to talk over other people. So 
city of flow. How, how long did it take you, take you to figure out what that meant? Did you figure it out? I, is it a, a God, I hate to say it. Is it a period reference? No. No. What is flow backwards? Oh! <laughs> Later in the film, end of the film, I was like, oh, flow backwards. Oh, see, I never I got, got that. I got it right away. I didn't get it right away. I think this says something about our respective intelligences that John got immediately. But John no, loves Tim got I, it at the end of the film. I never got it. Intelligence is just. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, is it a period joke? <laughs> period flow. George is known for his period <laughs> jokes. And flow, you know that one. Uh, so after she gets chased down by the uh, the Doc Martin guy, which may or may not be a joke, he takes her to work on the movie he's working on with the off the previously mentioned off brand Alfred Hitchcock. They're yep. doing a movie called Shapeshifters Eight, which is conveniently yep. a werewolf movie. And yep. she keeps making cryptic remarks like, "Oi, that's not how we transform into wolves, is it?" That's my Australian right. accent. Won't be repeated again. Sorry, Australian. Not, not too shabby. I mean, boy, I'm drinking. Oi. I'm drinking a Foster's here. Did you actually notice there actually was a character who pops up and says, "Oi, throw another shrimp on the Bobby." Oh yeah, I, I noticed. I just that. wrote down Australian <laughs> stereotype appears. Um, so she, Jaboa, and Doc Martin immediately fall in love. They, uh, she gets cast mm-hmm. as like one of the actors in this werewolf movie. Um, they fall in love. They go back to, I guess, his place and have sex. They just sweat. sweaty, very They're sweaty melting. sex. You just are like right. The, that guy from the, what happened to Rosemary's Baby. There he was sweating. Yeah. That guy. Just all this was in <laughs> every movie we watch. There's a super sweaty person. Cause like in the <laughs> elevator, there was the super sweaty guy. Yeah. These were the sweatiest two people we've seen. Cause they just finished having sex, but he's like, he tries to get her to take off her bra. He's like, we take that off. She's like, no. Cause it's like weird underwear mm-hmm. sex. But when she falls asleep after they do it the second time, mm-hmm. he's kind of looking at her and she's got like, you know, when Tim is typing in Harry celebrities, she's I'm like, sure Juboa came right up because she's got mm-hmm. full on blonde fur all over her belly. She's like Miley yeah. Cyrus. Like like Miley <laughs> Cyrus. And unlike Miley Cyrus, <laughs> she has an, what seems to be an enormous C-section scar across her belly. And yeah. he's like looking, he's like, hmm. and then we come, we just leave that part. <laughs> Does, then, she have a, does she have a nightmare in that one? Or is that later? I forget. Uh, there is a nightmare where like. That's not there. I don't something think. happens. I don't know. And then, okay, back in the town of Flo, a.k.a. Wolf, a bunch of nuns leave it. But they're actually people from the town of Flo who we know. I mean, I don't know why I'm being coy about this. Like she literally says my stepfather is a werewolf. Yeah. Um, they're werewolves. It's, and they're on the same bus. Yeah. Yeah. It's a funny bit because they, they are werewolves with dressed like nuns later on. <laughs> that part, I couldn't believe I was seeing that when that part <laughs> happened. Because they're having a party to wrap up uh, Shapeshifters 8. There was a scene where they see a weird movie, another werewolf movie that was just That's odd. Right. I don't know. There's a lot going on. Yeah. That was weird. There's movies of the movies of the movies in this. Yes. And then they're having this costume wrap-up party for the filming of Steps Shapeshifters 8. And like these three nuns show up who have the most <laughs> ridiculous wolf faces, hairless wolf faces. And they're like literally like raising their eyebrows and going, yes. yeah, how you doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> and they go in and I guess they wreak havoc. And we should say that turns- it seems like some of these people can change into werewolves when they want to. And also if flashbulbs go off, they are forced to change. Into yeah, werewolves. they never and explain also, it. But well, and also each time they change, it's like. They don't consistently 
take the same form. No. We see people trans. We see like the same werewolf transform a couple times. And, like one time they might be like kind of a gray wolf, and one time they might be a weird hairless wolf. It's yeah. it's it's remarkably inconsistent what the wolves are. Right. Um. These nuns show up. They create some havoc. They kidnap Jaboa back to the town of Flo, mm-hmm. and the boy who falls in love with her, Doc Martin's like, "Oh, I got to find." Wait, no, he's American. I got to find her. Oh, and wait. So he goes out to. It's just not, ah, it's not, it's not that important, but the government does capture her and she like gets loose and they kill a lot of doctors and kill a lot of hospital people. Remember Finally, that? somebody yeah, died yeah. because it was like yeah. a half hour that scene. And I, was, I was like, is anybody going to die? Because I don't know if anybody died up to that point. <laughs> Wasn't and much blood, suddenly, but a lot of people died. There's like all these bodies all over the, all these bodies. Yeah, with all no blood, over. you're right. It wasn't much blood. There was a little bit, but not. And no, we don't no. see it. They're just all dead. Yeah. I forgot that part. There's a lot of weird stuff. Like there's just bits where hunters are hunting them. And then like maybe like these – there's these really dandy soldiers who are wearing white gloves and literally go skipping with guns. Like <laughs> Those like, are the Americans, they, I think. Yeah, I think they were. Uh, so here's the part that's important. And this is okay. the most shocking moment of the entire scene. Back in the town of Flo, they're having like when they're weird rituals where they're just playing in the minute, like a pile of bones in the middle of the town. And Jaboa kind of skulks off into a barn – and she's all like kind of sweaty and her eyes are big and she she gives she pulls up her dress and we're she's spared naked. she's naked she's completely naked but, but covered, covered with fur. blonde fur so we yeah. can't see anything and from a sideways view mm-hmm. in this PG-13 movie this actor gives birth to a weird little puppet guinea pig puppet like a, yeah, yeah. It's like a little, like yeah. It looks like a little guinea pig or gerbil, like when you would That's see. That's what I thought. And That's it's like we, what I thought. Yeah. Well, Jim Jim Henson took a break from filming uh, the the Black Cauldron, or what How, was it? There's the, no, and he there's went no and way. helped the Black this Muppet, the Black Cauldron. No, no, the other there's one. There's no way Jim Henson, Dark, Dark, Dark Crystal, Dark Crystal. He came this, over and this helped is, them. This uh, is this is so sub Jim Henson. This was he did. It's back me up, John. No. Oh, uh, he did. He, I, yeah, okay. Back me up, John. <laughs> Jesus. Remind me. Do you, remind me. Do you get into a lot of bar fights, Tim? Because if you get into a lot of bar fights, I am never going to go to a bar in Brooklyn with you. Hey, John, back me up here. Be like, oh, no, 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 no. I do have something. I have a question. Yep. I have a couple of these. It's okay. A, it's a quiz for this episode. People who, Ooh, are, okay. people who are shaved werewolves or are unwrapped mummies. So Rudy Giuliani, which is he? Unwrapped he's mummy. A, that's I was gonna say unwrapped mummy. Yep. I, no, I say he's a shaved werewolf. The way he shouts. No, he's You're wrong. No, You're wrong. Okay. Tim's wrong. Mitch McConnell. Uh, he's uh he's actually a creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, he's yeah. an unwrapped mummy. Come on. No, right. Go ahead. He's I, know, I was going to say teenage. I would say teenage mutant ninja turtle myself, but <laughs> without, without, un, without the un- shell, unshell. You're right. Yeah, John. Yeah, you're, you're right. how'd you know yet. that I had that as the answer? Unshell teenage mutant. I knew turtle. it was a trick question. <laughs> hero in a no shell, and he's not a hero. All right, who else, Tim? No, go on. I want to spread, oh, spread these. All right. So after this naked woman has a weird puppet crawl from between her thighs, it crawls up the fur in her belly and goes inside that sea scar, which, yeah, you guessed yep. it. It's a fucking pouch because she's a marsupial. These are not werewolves. They're were thylacines. Now, we're forgetting a whole bunch of shit because there's a Russian lady. She's a different tribe of werewolf where they yeah. like when she transforms, we actually see she has six boobs because she is a placental mammal. She's got mm. boobs. 
And so she grows extra boobs, but she, I don't know, at some point she shows up in this town too. And she marries Thilo. Right. And who's the leader of the, the thylacine werewolves and they're all marsupials. And uh, the baby is Doc Martin's kid because yes. they've mentioned when she's briefly controlled by the government that they have super fast metabolisms and like, yeah, you're probably yeah. the dad. So because yes. they talk to him, the government talks to him like, you, did you have sex with her? <laughs> no, like, was it normal? What, what, what was it? And he's well, like, right? clearly. Well, I mean, we might we might have had a little anal. What are you asking? No, uh, oh, <laughs> what do you? Well, I was thinking. Would you think they were subtly kind of show that his character was a virgin because it clearly wasn't normal? Like she was covered no. with fur. <laughs> yeah, how could you not? Like, and that? I think he's like, I'd never seen a naked lady before. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Unless he was in New York for Fleet Week a lot. But anyway. <laughs> um, boy. So, so he heads off I, to find her, though. That's what happens. He heads off to find her. and they He ends off to find her. And, and she, he runs into her like seconds after she gives birth. And because she's a marsupial, giving birth is like, eh. It's like, it's like farting. It's like the baby's so little, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they run off into the woods. And somehow or another, the government's coming. Mm-hmm. And the government shows up to because the the pope, well, like Tim mentioned before, the pope says kill kill the werewolves. They're like okay, and like the Russian werewolves there too. And there's like not really an action scene. They just show up and but these guys escape and I don't know. I've lost. I'm lost. There's a man guiding them and he's like, oh no, the the big werewolf is here. The skin, what was he called? He was like they they summoned a werewolf spirit and the the. Uh, Oh, are you talking to the uh, the guy Kendi? He's the one that he's, actually says he's the guy, and he's like, "Oh no, let's go turn back. This is bad." They're like, "We're not turning back now. We got our guns." That's not oh, how they I talk. Think we're sk- we're I'm, skipping, I'm skipping a whole bunch much? of scenes, though. Man, I'm well, sorry. that's. I think we. I think we need to. This movie was a mess. Well, there were. There I mean, was it was fun. Was, it was a lot like the Rosemary's Baby movie we watched last week. There are a lot of short, yeah. clippy scenes, that, and they were just yeah. going back and forth. And yeah. I don't know, like, is this what the film editor had to work with? Really, there's only 30 <laughs> seconds of this scene really worth putting in the film. It's, so it just kept going like back and forth, and it got a little. Uh, it's just important to say that to that follow. man. Yeah, I forget. There was I forget a lot, going, well, there's a lot going there's, on. There's a, there's one man who's like, we don't need to kill them, do do we? But the military's like, yes, we need to kill them. And I forget his name. Yeah, the, the name you mentioned earlier. He's the guy who's like uh, Beckmeyer. Beckmeyer. Yeah, Be- yeah. Beck. He wants to kiss Beckmeyer. them and everything. Yeah, there's that weird scene when they're interrogating the Russian lady, and he's like, <laughs> he's, "Oh, like maybe I could- I'm like Beckmeyer is very inappropriate. He's like laying on her when they capture, her, and then he's yeah. like almost kissing her when she's strapped in. And this woman mugs like I've never like she has big old teeth and just mm-hmm. is rolling her eyes all weird." There's a lot of shit that happens. And also, yeah. I mean, honestly, this isn't even an exaggeration. The events of this movie span 20 years. That's right. Wow. Because it's like people make fun of like the return of the king for having too many endings. This movie like <laughs> did not end. No, it didn't. Yeah. Because. And they capture so, the yeah. leader and he turns into a big cat. Like he's in a cat outfit, like from Cats, the musical. Remember, they they <laughs> hit him yeah. with strobe lights and he turns into a big cat. Yeah, that's when they fully establish strobe lights turn them into – that activates the thing. They interrogate the guy Thilo, the most Australian-looking man in the world for a long time. He turns into a thylacine. like, he's got stripes just like a thylacine. Mm-hmm. And how does he escape? Well, they uh, 
Yeah, everybody, everybody that gets locked up in the hospital kills a bunch of people. He throws them out the and window, escapes, right? Yeah. Somebody gets oh thrown my God. out the window. No, that's that's how the Russian lady throws somebody out the window. That's <laughs> hilarious because it's yes. like we follow that body the whole time. It's going, ah. <laughs> I'm just going to cut to like kind of the end. Wait, At the end. Wait, before you get to the end, George, I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Don yeah. Knotts, shaved uh, werewolf or uh, unwrapped mummy? Unwrapped mummy. No, he's a shaved werewolf that they shocked with a shock collar. That's Don Knotts. Jeez. Mm. Okay. All right. Who else? <laughs> Boris Johnson. Uh, werewolf. It's a trick Shave question. Wolf. He, he just has sex with unwrapped mummies. Uh, <laughs> that's. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Uh, so I'm definitely skipping a lot of stuff, but at some point. We have Jaboa, who is the lady with her weird puppet dog baby, and Doc Martin, who is mm-hmm. the American guy that she fell in love with it, and Beckmeyer, who is the scientist, and Olga, who is the Russian ballerina, and Philo are all on the run with Kendi, who we barely mentioned, who is an Australian rib- rib- aborigine who actually yes. says, put a shrimp on the bobby. Yes. They're being chased by <laughs> hunters. Don't really know why the hunters are after them. But Kendi's like, I'm going to call the wolf spirit because I guess Kendi's a werewolf. We don't really know this at this point. Yeah. He dresses up in full, like, you know, Dreamtime Aboriginal paint, um, becomes a werewolf he summon- or summons a werewolf. Well, later he's like, the werewolf infest, uh, like, got in me. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's but- it's really weird. I'm not really sure if he was a werewolf before this thing, but he kills all these hunters. Yeah, but he- then also the military is after them. And so they find Candy, and he's laying there, and he's like, "Oi, the werewolf got in me!" And he they dies. So they have a funeral, and mm-hmm. then the smoke calls the army over, mm-hmm. and then his skeleton, which is a wolf, comes alive and attacks the soldiers who blow it up. That was kind of cool. That was actually kind of cool, cool idea. Zombie dead, yeah, werewolf. Zombie like skeleton werewolf, and then Philo stays behind. Philo is the leader of the uh, the the Australian werewolves and he prays to like the thylacine God. Cause it turns out the reason you become a werewolf is like a dead wolf spirit gets in your body or dead thylacine. And he becomes a big one. That's mm-hmm. what he's like, make me a big one. <laughs> and we never really see him, but one no. of the soldiers is in his tent is in his tent with a bazooka. Cause he sleeps with a bazooka and this giant <laughs> puppet head comes in and is like, Rawr! and he blows it up. With the bazooka, and we guess that's the end of everybody? What was that team? Because early in the film, they're like, we're sending in our something team, like our elite team. I don't know. The sub- right? They were not the aqua team. I think they said sub aqua team. Sub aqua team. That's why they're so bad. <laughs> yeah. They God. were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, man, so then what happened? Oh, so that's... then you think we're in, the, we're in the end part of the movie, right? Right. And but we're not. Olga decides. The end part no, one. No, we're not. Because yeah, because then Olga, the Russian ballerina, who's a werewolf, like I guess she's like she was married to Thilo, but she's like, eh, I'm in love with Beck and Meyer now, and they like live yeah. by them. They go live with Jaboa and Doc Martin and their puppy, who's now a human. And he's got a little tail. Pass, he's got a little tail. They always show I didn't it. Catch that? Wait, really? He has a tail? Yes, you didn't see it. They kept showing it. Nah, that's funny. And years pass, and they have a kid. So, like, Olga and Beckemeyer have a kid, and Jaboa and Martin have a kid, and it's getting older. And after a few years, they're like, well, we're going to move to the city, and they leave. 
And then <laughs> the people just get older. And then Beckemeyer's old assistant finds him. He's like, guess what? We're not killing werewolves anymore. He's like, hey, you know what? That's great. I'll come back into civilization, become no. a teacher again. John, uh, George, can I interrupt? Yeah. Uh, again, it's the Pope. This weird world, the Pope announces. It's okay if you're a werewolf. Didn't you think that was odd? You're right. Yeah, it was weird. Yes, this was a if, very Catholic. If you're movie. gay, it's still yeah. bad. But werewolves, they're okay. Yeah, werewolves. That's weird that they actually said that. Yeah. <laughs> you can eat meat on Friday. Werewolves are okay. Homosexuals, nah. Actually, you're totally right. There was that one fucking outrageous joke. Do you remember this towards the end? No. After Beckenmeyer has gone back, he's disappeared. He's in love with Olga the vampire. His assistant is reporting to the president, who's possibly Reagan. Yeah. And he's like, what happened to Beckhamar? He's like, he fell in love with one of the werewolves. And oh, there's that's a right. Beat. And the, the president's like, the werewolf's a woman, right? And yeah. he's like, yeah. yes. He goes, well, thank goodness for that. Yeah. I just I'm like, like what? <laughs> so anyway, that's... literally 20 years pass. And as we grow up with Beckenmeyer, Olga, and their kid, Beckenmeyer becomes a professor again. It's like we saw at the beginning. And he shows that same video of the phony-ass baloney thing being stabbed and the thing. And he's like, and I never saw my friends again. And then this, like, wooden fucking terrible actor stands up. He's like, they're all dressed in orange, too. I thought they were, like, in a uh, prison, maybe. I don't know. That's very I weird. thought it yeah. And he's like, that, yeah. And he's like, uh, I'm Jabowiz. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like oh, I haven't seen you since years. They hug and they're like so happy. And it turns out that uh, Martin became a famous director whose name was like Steven Spielbergo, <laughs> and, and she's Jaboa became this famous actor who is uh, she's actually Half. receiving an award <laughs> that night on TV. And this is still going on. This is I like know. I'm like this is never ending. And then fucking Dame Edna appears. Yeah, she's the presenter, <laughs> and she gives an award to this to Jaboa, who's now this actor. And she's on stage accepting the award, and everyone's taking photos of her. And if you remember, strobe lights, the flash bulbs make her turn into a werewolf, and she turns into a werewolf on TV, and I guess kills everybody. And they show various people's reactions, and they show <laughs> Beckeridge's assistant laughing, going, "Oh, how delightful!" And then the movie finally ends. <laughs> finally. And there was a there know. was a weird scene showing them as actors and director. He was a director, and he's like, "This scene needs more sex," and she's like, "More sex." You always think that it needs needs more sex. He goes, "That's what it means. It's always about sex." And I'm like, "Was that them? Was that the married couple?" It, yeah, it, that was supposed to be them in their process. <laughs> wow, it was weird. It had nothing to do. All right, I just need to say to anybody listening to this, you're like, you should. Wow, watch they it. did a really bad job of like encapsulating this movie. We did. I don't think we did. This is really <laughs> the movie. I I I want. I totally recommend seeing this. Yes. but it is. It's a mess. It's a, it's a world like, where the Pope is really concerned with werewolves and he's not paying attention to all the pedophilia going on in the church. Right. So, you know. It's a smokescreen. Uh, it's a smokescreen. No, seriously. That's, that's, Tim, like, that's, pro- that's okay, probably how, our world. How this can is we, probably, probably our world. How can we distract from pedophile priests? Let's talk about <laughs> werewolves. Let's say werewolves are okay. We've come to peace <laughs> with the werewolves. Oh, <laughs> all right. Oh. Did I forget any points that we need to mention, especially for everybody's revenge theme sequels? Yes, uh, Ernest Borgnine, uh, shaved werewolf or unwrapped mummy? Oh, shaved werewolf. Shaved werewolf. Yeah, it's a trick. Come on, he's got a, the ball. It's a trick question. He's an unshaved werewolf. <laughs> he's he's an unshaved werewolf. He's an unshaved nice. werewolf. Well done, Tim. How about Dan Quayle? My last one, Dan Quayle. Uh, uh, 
stick up the ass. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, he's neither. He's neither. Oh, you're he's, close. It's a trick question. He's a shaved marsupial. Marsupial. Sorry. <laughs> That's it. That's all the all points right. I want to get in. Anything nice. else? Uh, we did see a dong in this movie. I was pretty shocked. A dong. We did. We saw, yeah, and we what? didn't. I, I, did, I didn't. Yeah, see when that. all. So when we first introduced Olga, she's got like this weird, like husband who turns out he's also a werewolf, and he goes nuts in the scene where she gets attacked and he gets shot and dies, and oh, when he turns back, there's a yeah. bloody naked man laying on the floor with his little bloody ding dong out. Uh, I missed it. No, I didn't see. That. Yeah, I, I was pretty I shocked. Remember that scene? Are you sure it was a ding yeah. dong? Not could a have tail. been a weird marsupial flap. It could have been like <laughs> an uncut umbilical cord. Maybe it never fell off his belly button. Yeah. I mean, he was a marsupial. Those, so those doctors were always eating hot dogs, too. I think they just dropped one. They just dropped one on the floor. Those doctors were eating hot dogs the whole movie. That didn't make sense either. Did you, did you, did you not see that? I did not. All right. It, Tim, was that real? Were they really eating hot dogs? Yeah. You don't ask questions like that, George. Don't, just don't ask. <laughs> I know. Why do we ask? Why Tim, because you, you are you are encouraging. You are inherently deceitful. You are it's revenge time. It's revenge time. Wherever you are, wherever you're hiding, I'll find you. I'll get you. I'll get you. Revenge. I'll get you. Revenge. 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 One of us will die. One of us will die. I will die. not, I will not will let Cindy take oh, my place. place. I will have my revenge. Mars. Who's going to go to Mars from this movie? Which has oh, nothing to do with it. I am going to say the director Jack Citron from Shape. Oh, good, good job writing his name down. From Shapeshifters. Eight. He's the Alfred Hitchcock guy. Yes. yes. Okay. He cannot get funding for Shapeshifters Nine. However, <laughs> and I'm going to go back in the SETI-verse. There was a little okay. holiday film we did called Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. And <laughs> Bromar and Germar are watching Earth TV oh, right. on their little black and white set. And, of course, one of the most popular things from Earth that is hot on Mars is the Shapeshifter series. So he comes wow. to Mars to make Shapeshifters 9. Nice. Mm-hmm. And they, nice. they kidnap him? Uh, they they do have to kidnap him. Um, but, yeah, they kidnap him. and uh, but, they, they, he's, but he's happy to be there. And really? With all, the that, movie, with all may, Maybe he'll just stay on Mars and make Shapeshifters 10. I don't know. I don't want to I don't shame him for being. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm done. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm done. done. I, I don't. I don't want to shame him. Shame him for being overweight, but I don't think he'll like that modern furniture they had on Mars. Remember, it was like all no the Danish modern Danish furniture. Danish modern. Well, then okay. So then, what will happen <laughs> is is that like the Martian who became the Santa Claus of Mars, they will take ah, Jack right. Citron back, and a Martian will become the Jack Citron of Mars and make Shapeshifters awesome. Ten. I also feel nice. like I need to step in. Jack Citron, a.k.a. off-brand Alfred Hitchcock, while the dude had nothing even remotely approaching a chin, he was actually kind of fit. We see him dancing a lot at the party, so I don't think yeah. – I think he could fit into some pretty small okay. and tight furniture. Maybe. Just, uh, Maybe. just had no chin. Yeah. Maybe. Jack Citron, we love you. We do love you, Jack Citron, if you're even still with us. I'm sure I he's done. So. You're going next. Uh, uh, can I go next? Yeah. 
I'm going to say it was Kendi, the guy who uh, he was the uh, Australian Aborigine who is maybe a werewolf, definitely is a zombie werewolf. When we see him and like after he evokes the spirit of the thylacine or whatever and he turns into a werewolf or makes a werewolf kill the hunters and he's laying there transfixed. What you all don't realize is he was pulling a page from John Carter of Mars. He didn't die. He actually sent his consciousness using his strange magics, the same magics that made him maybe become a werewolf. He went to Mars. Hmm. And when he was on Mars, he hung out with these like big breasted, like red skinned (laughs) women. And there was like these aliens with four arms and stuff. And, I think there were gorillas with forearms. Everything had forearms. And he was able to jump really far. He was just John Carter of Mars. And he had grand adventures. Did he establish a town of Flo? He established the town of, um, let me write down <laughs> thylacine really quickly and see what it, it looks like backwards. backwards. Oh, yeah. He established the town of Enikalit. <laughs> and, um, yeah. That's actually Klingon. Sorry. Yeah, it oh. did. It did sound like Klingon. I thought it was Gaelic, but anyway, Klingon Gaelic. Well, you know what? You're both right. He became a fucking Gaelic Klingon. All right. He, it was just, in, yeah. It's, uh, it was insane. Yeah, that's all I got. I got nothing. Yeah, that's it. Wow, you guys are yeah. good. Well, thank you're you. Good. We're always good, Tim. You always, yeah. I, I think. Uh, yeah, we're the best. <laughs> 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 so I think from this movie, the person the person that made to Mars from this movie was the Pope we never saw. Oh, he was really into werewolf uh, uh, mythology. Knew all about werewolves. I think he was actually uh, secretly a shapeshifter of some sort. And when he died, they took his body and mummified it, and they sent it to Mars. Uh-huh. Wrapped or unwrapped? Uh, wrapped, wrapped. Okay. To Mars, wrapped. Okay. <laughs> within there was it was a conspiracy within the Catholic Church. The the they actually wor- worshipped. Uh, what were these called, uh, George? Well, what? What were these called? Thylacines. Thylacines. There was a cult of thylacines within the church, and they took him to Mars to worship him. The the new astronauts on Mars. See, he they kept his body frozen for like a hundred. No, uh, how many years? 60 years until they went to Mars. And he became a new god on Mars to the Mars astronauts. That's all I got. That's all I got. Right. Well, <laughs> a hard and, one. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, then he also uncovered, because you know how there was like Paul's letter to the Corinthians and Paul's letter to the Ephesians? <laughs> what the Pope took know. with him was Paul's letter to the Thylacines. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Nice. See? <laughs> It said, go forth, multiply, and have pouches. And have pouches. <laughs> All right. Who wants to do the revenge movie? Uh, you know what? I'll lead off because I did choose this movie. Yep. And uh, I actually had to look up this character's name just now because, uh, as you heard from this people, it was pretty hard to keep a coherent narrative. There were so many characters <laughs> coming in and out. But one of the characters who I feel like was a constant, and he kind of did drive the one like the extended ending into place was Beckmeyer's assistant, who was a guy named Professor Sharp. And see what's interesting about this, this revenge movie, the Howling Three Marsupials, the revenge movie made of this, mm-hmm. is that it's it actually 
it's not like additional events happen. It's just a scene that we see behind. We realize that this entire movie has been Professor Sharp's revenge movie. Hmm. Sometime prior to the events of this film, Professor Sharp lost his poodle to a werewolf attack. <laughs> no. He's out walking the poodle one day. Yeah, it was pretty sad. What was his name? Little Scoopkins. <laughs> it was a mini. Oh. Little Scoopkins was in the park. Oh. Yeah, it was really sad. And you know what's even worse? This is make it more tragic. He had just taken little Miss Scoopkins to get her hair dyed. So she was a bright candy pink. She looked like a little cotton candy. And, and Professor Sharp's whole world was dependent on this. And he was taking her for a walk outside of Vatican City because, of course, he was a good Catholic. Mm-hmm. When suddenly he heard a howling and this werewolf came out of nowhere and grabbed little Scoopkins and shook her until she fell apart like soft bread and water. Oh, oh poor <laughs> yeah. Scoopkins. Oh, this is yeah, sad. Like, this is, this is sad. super sad. Part, yeah, parts of Scoopkins splashed all over his new cardigan that his mother had knit for him. Oh, no. It was a real traumatic event. Yeah. <laughs> he had to throw that cardigan away because he couldn't even bear to look at it anymore. She's, she's finished knitting it on her deathbed and everything. Oh, this is a very sad movie. <laughs> she was the last of her actual hair. She was oh, shaving her no. own hair. To, to, I know. Oh, and he threw it away. So this made – this activated the revenge in Sharp. But he, like all good revengists, and you know about revenge. We know about revenge because we do a podcast about revenge. Yeah. He's like, this is a dish that's best served cold. He swears he's going to eradicate werewolves. But he knows the thing about werewolves, they can bite new people. They've come. You have to get them at the source. So what he knows is he has to turn public opinion against them. He talks to the Pope. The Pope's like, yeah, kill them all. But so this sets the thing in motion. All the events of motion that we know happen. He befriends uh, Breckmeyer. They go into the outback. They have this crazy adventure. Breckmeyer falls in with Olga and everything. Sharp falls by the wayside. Mm-hmm. And then he waits a few years. And then he just decides one day, I'm going to tell those dumb fucking idiots that the Pope changed his mind about werewolves. Guess what? He didn't. The Pope oh. still wants to kill the werewolves. Yep. So he's like, hey, everybody, guess what? It's fucking okay now to be a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And Zach, the son with the tail, he believes him. He goes and he tells Beckmeyer. And Beckmeyer and Olga come back with, I think they have a daughter. And everybody comes back. And then he uses, Professor Sharp uses his connections in Hollywood. Turns out his mother was Dame Edna. Uh. <laughs> and Dave Edna <laughs> reads the wrong fucking name at the Academy Awards. Uh. Just like Moonlight and La La Land. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Just like Marissa Tomei winning the Oscar. And she reads the wrong name on purpose. And the name he reads, she reads, is that of Jaboa, whatever the fuck her name is. So I think it's Lorena Carson. Jabo- oh. Jabo- no, that's her that's, real name, yeah, but her yeah. actor name. Uh-huh. And he knew because this is what would happen. And we even see this in the movie because she turns into a werewolf and attacks people on the stage. And we see the shocked and horrified reactions of the myriad of other characters. But we do see Professor Sharp laughing. That's right. Because now werewolves are revealed to the world at large. And the Pope is going to strap on his holy hand grenades and his (laughs) holy guns, and he's going to lead the extinction against werewolves. And that's why people don't realize this is a true story. That's why there's no werewolves, because of Professor Sharp. Wow. And the movie was called... What's it called? Children of a Lesser God. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I never uh, saw that movie. Turns out this is what it's about. Yeah, I never saw it either. Yeah. So I believe. Oh, yeah, nobody has. See, I thought it was. I see. Remember, like Abraham Lincoln, Zombie Hunter. I thought it would be yeah. like Pope Pius the Twelfth, Werewolf Hunter. No, okay. Children of a Lesser <laughs> nope. God. Okay, I like that. Yeah, because nobody's ever seen that movie. Really, we all know it exists, yeah. but like, who's gonna watch that movie? It sounds boring. No, nah, it's about killing werewolves. Go see Children of Lesser <laughs> God, everybody. The sequel to Howling Three: The Marsupials, the Revenge Theme sequel. I thought it was gonna be Chariots of Fire. No one ever saw that either. Mm, yeah, but that had that song. Yes, do, 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 that's what they played do. when they killed the uh, werewolves. The night do, do, do. Yeah, right. Slow motion. <laughs> yeah, they ran down the beach and stabbed them with <clears throat> with pine cones. But at least the gays were safe. He was busy killing werewolves. They were safe. Well, for that's true. Years. For for the <laughs> for time a few years. Being. For the time. <laughs> for the time being. <laughs> oh, they were coming back yeah. to him. They always do. <laughs> you know, we didn't. We, he did go after the gay werewolves first. Ah, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. They had two strikes against him. Well, do you want me to do mine, John, or you want me? Are you still writing well, those? I'll go, no, I'll like, do mine. <laughs> mine is not quite as involved as George's, though. Okay, okay. so so mine is um, – I don't really even have a title for it. I didn't even think to come up with a title for it. But basically we'll – Chariots of Fire. Chariots okay, of Fire. Chariots of Fire. There you go. <laughs> it's called um, – it's called um, Pope Pius XII – Vampire Hunter. Um, no, Werewolf, Werewolf Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> but Pope Pius XII isn't in it, so I can't do it. Um, so basically, like, so, like, you know, like, Friday the 13th, like, part two, like, sometimes, like, for some reason, like, they'll pick up the action for some, I don't understand why they do this. Like, for the opening scene, they'll pick up the action from the last movie, and then... They'll go. They'll go ahead like a few years in the future. Well, what happened? I yeah. guess we're calling him Doc Martin now. So yeah, basically, yeah. after the brouhaha at the awards ceremony, Doc Martin and Jerboa decide to get a divorce, and they're in divorce court. And um, <laughs> Doc is telling people that I had no clue that she was a werewolf. And she's like, you freaking, freaking liar. You freaking liar. And the, and the flashbulbs start going and she turns into a werewolf and she rips out his throat. And nice. in, in the audience, in the courtroom, is Olga. And she decides that she's going to pick up her career as a ballerina again. She, you know, werewolf be mm-hmm. damned. And so basically... The da- you know the dancer that she killed? Uh, I guess he yes. couldn't stop twirling <laughs> around. That was like, a funny scene. Yeah. Like, dude, stop twirling. That was the best scene in the dude, movie. Stop twirling. And, and, and that's when, like, the first commercial hit my... It was like, she goes to yes. perform, and then, that's, and then the commercial comes in. He actually had a name, because I looked at the... Mikhail. That was his name. What? Of course. That's so anyway, much like an American werewolf in London, his spirit starts coming back. And oh, nice. Yeah. So like she's trying to do like her little pirouettes and her, you know, all her positions and all that. And like Mikhail will just kind of show up and she's the only one that can see him. And he'll start spinning around like an arm will fly off and she'll run and get it and put it back on. Or like he'll like just do like the one legged twirl and the leg will break off and he'll just kind of fall. It's kind of like a running <laughs> gag throughout the whole movie. <laughs> 
So basically what happens is, is, you know, she, you know, the regular opera goers are giving her a hard time and the critics are giving her a hard time. And so everybody from the town of flow comes and sits in the audience. And Ah. because the, the ballet establishment has been giving one of their own a hard time, they all turn into werewolves and slaughter all the critics and all the ballet patrons. And that is their revenge. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would actually make a hundred million percent sense as a sequel to this movie, which is very interesting. Yeah. Like I could see that, like that I feel is real. Yeah. And George would be in the audience and they'd come and he'd be like, where are you from? And they'd say, we're from the village flow. And he goes, is that a reference to your menstrual cycle? I don't get it. <laughs> Can I explain? I feel like I need to explain that. I was no, thinking, because even though yeah, werewolves, no. <laughs> the monthly cycle, like a werewolf, like a moon, You're, that doesn't play a part in this at all. Are you saying women are like werewolves, George? Come on. Tim, Tim. <laughs> Come on. What are you saying? Tim. <laughs> all right. Tim. Let me get to my. <laughs> he thinks I said that once. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and you did. cut it out of the episode. No, no. Can't prove that. Yeah, you can because you actually did a sloppy job and left references. Listen to pot. <laughs> listen to past episodes, everybody. You could hear Tim hastily cut out him calling whim, all women werewolves. That did not happen. We're terrible at misogyny. We're, people in Australia hate these jokes. Oh, oh. We've lost all the Australia. We got to move on to Canada next time. Here's my movie. Let me get to it. All right. So those two soldiers, those, those crack soldiers that, that crumbled as soon as they went into the woods from America <laughs> and died and blew up a son of one. They blew up the giant puppet head. Yes. The son of one of those soldiers, he wanted revenge on the uh, marsupial werewolves. He grew up and he took on the code name of Alexander Ernie Hamilton. And he sang about this one shot. Oh my God, is this the story of your dad? This is a musical. He sang about having his one shot that he wasn't going to waste. He was going to shoot these werewolves. <laughs> Killed his parents, his, his father. He's going to get revenge on Jaboa. He, I'm not going to throw away my no, one shot. He saw classified documents and knew where, where, where they were, and he went after them. Meanwhile, the son of Jaboa took a false name to hide in America, as he was his government friend warned him that Alexander Ernie Hamilton was coming after, <clears throat> after him. So the son of Jaboa took a fake name in America. His new name was Aaron Burt. Oh. <laughs> I was kind of, I was kind of hoping so, it would have been Skippy. But anyway, okay, but that makes more sense. <laughs> yes. I think that's the actor's name. They, they ended up hunting each other for years. Aaron Burt ran for public office, and Alexander Ernie Hamilton dressed as a cat and married a socialite and sang songs about memories. They often encountered each other. They had close calls, and then they would have to assume new identities and new looks to hide from each other. Aaron Burt changed his name to Ron Burt and became a small, baby, hairy werewolf because he was so damn good at shape-shifting so he could hide. And Alexander Ernie Hamilton changed his name to Ernie Hamilton and had major plastic surgery to look like Yoda from that popular movie a few years ago. Eventually, they had a climactic... I don't know. I can't remember. Planet okay. of the Apes. Chariots of Fire. <laughs> Chariots of Fire. Yeah. Chariots of Fire. <laughs> they eventually had a climax battle at the New York Stock Run Exchange, where they sang. <laughs> a climactic battle. I'm sorry, Tim. The New York. That's okay. 
stock exchange where they sang about funding another war against the British. They both got away <laughs> barely, and then they both took the form of Muppets. Ernie could do this because, because it turns out he was one of them. He was a shapeshifter, and now he's conflicted about whether he should get revenge on this person or be friends with this person. After they escaped, they both encountered each other again. They both shortened their names. One was now Burnt, and one was just Ernie. And they realized they should stop fighting each other. They became roommates, perhaps lovers. I leave that for you to decide. <laughs> Ernie now sings songs. <laughs> Ernie now sings songs about Rubber Ducky, and Burnt won't take baths because he feels self-conscious about his little tail. And they lived happily ever after. <laughs> and they meet another shapeshifter in their village called Elmo. But Elmo is a demon mm-hmm. out for blood. But that's a story for another time. <laughs> a, this movie's called Howling Revenge. Yeah, secret, secret. It's called Howling the Revenge or Alexander Ernie Hamilton. There you go. <laughs> the end. The end. Tim, that was great. That was good. They're all great. I Yeah, all, it was like, all. it's like even more confusing than this movie, though, because it's jumping around even more. <laughs> yes. Like one minute they're, one minute they're like in a duel, next second they're Muppets, they're... <laughs> <laughs> They're shapeshifters. They're shape. Yeah. Ooh. Whoa. Let me. Uh, Tim, yeah. I gotta ask Tim. Ask me. Is this why you sent me the picture earlier today on the thread? You sent the picture of Bert with his hair in front of that Gustav Courbet painting. Uh, I'd, why did that pop up? That just popped up, and I, I'm just like. That was just coincidence. That was boredom while I was trying to draw cartoons. Okay. If you want cartoon news, I sold a cartoon to the caption contest. So check out the caption contest and see if you can caption my cartoon in The New Yorker. It's online. Wait, is it that one that you didn't know what the caption was for? No, I didn't show it to you. I can't show oh. I can't talk about it, you know. You probably can't oh. enter. You're, you're friends and family. So. Yeah. Mm. I can enter You anyway. can try. I'll, I'll, say, I'll, enter in your I'll, say, I'll say I really don't like him that much. <laughs> Friend is kind of a stretch. <laughs> Just right. Only in New York. That's the caption. Only in New York. That was a joke uh, for a while. All the, you put on under all, all the New Yorker cartoons. It was just like, only in New York. That was the caption. That's funny, Tim. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's funny. I think Cindy Adams in the Post came up with that. But anyway. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Who's Cindy That's how Adams? she ends her column all the time. Only in New York. Only in New York. Oh. Is yeah. she related to our second president? I don't know. I don't know. It I can look John her up Adams on Wikipedia. I don't know. That's that's it. We I just checked. I'm sorry there are no letters. No. Damn it. There are no, t- there are no from texts from, from from nephews. Let's uh it was a nephew, it was a cousin. Uh let's just uh, Australia, this episode was for you. Please don't yes. let us down. I know sending mail by wallaby or didgeridoo whatever the hell you do may take a little bit longer but we expect to hear from you yeah, email us. and we expect that you yes right. email us at, that right. stands for electronic mail send it to us at seti bimco that's the oh, yes. at gmail.com we're on instagram seti underscore bimco i'm on mastodon i'm in reddit i'm in good pods and by the way on good pods let me say this good pods is a a website is kind of like Twitter for podcasts. It's just all podcasts. I saw uh, hypothetical hypothetical island is in there, and I got an email Wait, really? from them. And under the category of independent podcasts this week, we were number fifty four. Which I don't know if there's only eight hundred people on there. I don't know if there's two thousand people in there, but we were number fifty four in the independent podcasts. 
Whatever. Congratulations. To us. To us. Whatever that Congratulations means. to you too, George. Thank you, good pods. Go, go, go. I'll tell you what it means to me because I'm a negative person. It means there's 53 individual ones better than us. We have to murder. I fucking hate them. Yeah. They're going to take them down one by one. Check back in 54 weeks when they're all dead and we're number one. (laughs) That could be a legacy argument. Who is number (laughs) 53? That's my revenge. Who is number 53? We're out to get you. I'm picking a movie for next week. Yeah. And you know what? I had three choices. One of them was directed by, what was his name? Herschel Gordon Herschel. Lewis. Herschel Gordon. Yeah, you love that guy. <laughs> and I thought you. And I'm not going to watch that. Okay, I'll be, I'll be I'll be gone that week. I found another movie that was about an elevator. Believe it or not. Oh but yeah. That cost, right. that cost three dollars to rent on YouTube. So I found. Nope. <laughs> I found one that's free. Free on Tubi. Yep. Free on Tubi. Yep. It is called. Yep. The Monster of Camp Sunshine. This is a <gasps> movie from the '60s. And oh, it is. God damn it! It's an hour. It's only an hour and fourteen minutes. It's not a hippie film, though, George. It's. A, I don't care, man. George, I think it's that line. George, I took a look at a few scenes. You know what it is? And it's a nudist camp. Camp oh. Sunshine. Okay. Is the monster a penis? No. <laughs> or just. A, <laughs> it is pretty much most of the time. Yeah, but you're just a really stretched nice. out vagina. And don't worry, it's not it's not a. Like a soft porn. It's just like 60s movie, like, oh, there's a topless girl. You know, that's all. It's not. Don't worry. I checked it out this time. I was like, I don't want to watch another accidental soft porn. It's the Monster of Camp Sunshine. Monster of Camp Sunshine, free on Tubi. It's a short one. Hour and 14 minutes. It's going to suck. It looks like. (laughs) It's that positive attitude that I love working with, George. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm telling you, anything in the 60s is bad. It's 70s or later. Is that it? Is that good? I think that's it. That's good. Yeah. Bye, bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. We love you. This has been a Pity Party Line production. It's a party line. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Shaved werewolf or unwrapped mummy? Uh, Unshaved werewolf because she's a hairy celebrity. She's just, I love you, Miley. That's all I'm going to say. I don't care. Yeah, because we know Miley's listening. (laughs) She's underage. We know know she's she's listening. We know. I don't care if you don't. You don't shave your eyes. I got one. What? Paul Hollywood from The Great British Bake Off. Oh, oh yeah. Unshaved werewolf or unwrapped mummy? Uh, he's just a shaved werewolf. He's just a fucking werewolf. Yeah, that guy is, is a straight I was going to say, he's just a werewolf. <laughs> you know his housekeeper has to unclog that shower drain at least once a week. How about Mother Teresa? <laughs> unshaved werewolf mummy. unwrapped mummy. Unwrapped mummy. Yeah, I think so. Unwrapped mummy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Unwrapped mummy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right.